What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And Katie. And we're back with another episode. Make sure you like and subscribe. Share this episode with a friend. Thank you guys for all the support. Today, we're going to be talking about prison abolition, jail abolition, just abolition in general. And I want to talk about, you know, that A&E has this show called 60 Days In. And I've been watching it for the past two and a half weeks. And um, if there was ever any inkling of a, a doubt in my mind that we need prison abolition, that has erased all of it. That really has shown the way that the prison system works. So we're going to talk about 60 Days In. We're going to talk about prison abolition. We're going to talk about um, recently Nancy Pelosi and them bringing George Floyd's uh daughter over to the white house and all that bs we're gonna talk about it all so um for those of you who don't know a and e has this show called 60 days in pretty much what they do is they bring in people to uh stay in the jail for 60 days and they're supposed to come back and report any illegal activities and help the correctional officers i guess run the facility well the interesting about it is majority of those people, especially if they had negative feelings towards uh, inmates, saying like they have too many luxuries, life is too good, they're living well, they go in there and they come out with the, uh, it's a 180. They come out with a new frame of mind. So let's talk about a little bit, some of the things that have gone on in jails. We have not been to jail ourselves, but just going off of the show. Some of the things that's going on in jail, and if we think that the the jail prison system in general actually rehabilitates people. So, KT, tell me a little bit about uh, what you've learned uh, watching the show. Yeah, so um, by just watching the show, I'm noticing a lot about, like, the actual quality of life for people. Um, they don't have access to private restrooms. They don't have access to sanitary, uh, conditions. So it's constantly, like, disgusting in there. Uh, and if they're not the ones that are cleaning it, it just never gets clean. So it's, like, bugs, it's, uh, bacteria, it's literally everything. It's just absolutely disgusting. Mold, even. Um, so it's definitely not sanitary. So then there, another thing that I really noticed was that, like you talked about, there's no type of like restorative type thing for them. They basically go into jail and they just sit there for majority of the day. There's no type of, well, this is what you can do in society in order to better the quality of your life in society. Or there's no type of, there's literally nothing that helps these people get on their feet. There's not classes. Maybe in some prisons there might be, but in majority of jails, there's not classes. There's not things like that that these people can take to help them. So what do they have to do during that time? All they can do is what they know, which is drugs, smoking, uh, arguing, eating. eating, and even the quality of food that the prison systems ends up providing to them isn't even that good. So what do they do? Capitalism makes them go and buy food from the commissary. So, it, I mean, basically, I'm just learning that the entire prison system, I already knew this, but, like, if you really watch it and you're analyzing it from, like, a leftist frame point or even somebody who is, like, obviously wants people to have a better quality of life, 
you will notice like these people's lives are literally garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And and something I'm thinking about too, if we're talking about, you know, jails and prisons are supposed to uh rehabilitate rehabilitative centers. If let's say, okay, a lot of people that's going to jail, obviously, it's over petty shit. Mm-hmm. It's over stuff like you had some drugs on you, you were selling, yada, yada, yada. Let's take somebody that, for whatever reason, started selling drugs for lack of money or just because of the way the economy is. It was the best way to make some quick money. And uh, they get locked up for possession. That person goes into jail. They sit there for however long. You're in this space with no privacy. Something about me is I have to have my alone time. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to get my alone time, whether I'm sitting on the toilet, whether I'm in my car, whether I'm in my room, on break. I have to have my alone time. If I don't have my alone time, I'm going to get cranky and it's going to be a problem. Yep. In jails, there's no alone time. Nothing. You're always surrounded by people when you pee, surrounded by people when you go to the uh when you uh go to sleep, when you're eating, when you're watching TV. It's a ton of um stimulation and that never ceases because people is up at night. So I'm in this uh area, I'm already frustrated, I'm locked up, I'm frustrated, I don't have a long time, I'm frustrated that the food is nasty, I'm frustrated that it's unhygienic, I've got jumped. And no correctional officer has helped me. Do you think I'm going to be in there? Let's say I have to stay 60 days. Do you think by the end of the 60 days, I'm going to be like, well, I'm ready to turn my life around? No, of course not. If I didn't already come in there with trauma, I didn't didn't gain some trauma in those 60 days. Yeah, because they also talk about how, like, you know, due to quote-unquote, quote-unquote, protection of the officers they put officers behind an enclosure called like a tower or whatever and so um sometimes those officers are watching the cameras but sometimes they're just not and so like gabby mentioned people do get jumped in jail people do get jumped in prison and sometimes they don't get any type of assistance up to like an hour or further and even if you were to go to like let's say you did get like a cut on your head or something like that and you went to to uh get some help at the nurse uh guess what it could be a day before you actually get to see the nurse so you you're practically about dead anyway by the time you get to the nurse um so i think like like there's just got to be there's got to be a better way for people to be able to go into jail or go into prison, or not even do that. Not go into prison. Not even do that. Because what to be reformed, or right. not even reformed, but like restored into? Um, because people always say like a productive member of society, but to me that just sounds like capitalist member of society. How you're just working for the man? Like not everybody fucking wants to do that, you know? So right. and okay, so but I think what what it really goes down to is this, and this is the the truth of the matter. The prison industrial complex, the police, the judicial system does not want people to be better. No, they don't. If tomorrow a magical fairy comes down and blesses everybody with act right, 
so that nobody commits crimes anymore. Nobody in the black community, for whatever reason, they all got good jobs. They don't have to sell drugs. Everybody's following the speed limit. Nobody's raping. Nobody's committing murders. The the economy will crash. Yeah, of course. Some cities, counties in America's entire economic system is based off of the damn prisons. Oh, I have an example of that. There are places where majority of the people are employed at the correctional center. There is a monetary benefit in locking your tail up. So how in the world are these politicians talking about prison reform when they know good and well if the prisons actually worked, they would be out of money. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I come from like a little bitty tiny city in Missouri. I wouldn't even call it a city. I call it a town. Uh, there's like one uh, red light in the entire town. Anyway, that entire town is built up on the jail, the county jail that's there within that little town. So majority of people who are within that city, the best job is at the correctional facility at the county jail. So those people essentially are are literally that's their their main hub for getting a job and for living in that city for the best pay. Not only that, also, uh, as of recently, they have upgraded the system so that prisoner, or not prisoner, but uh, jail inmates are able to uh, buy a card, like a JPay, they call it JPay, where you can essentially call people. They're making you pay to yeah, call yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. They make you pay to call people. It's always been like that. I know that, but I'm saying like, can you imagine, can you imagine, Gabby, like, you're literally locked in, like, a 10 by 10. Exactly. All day long with one other person, okay? You're not even in your own space. On top of that, you've got mold in the corner. Mm-hmm. Some dude is shitting in the toilet and blowing it up <laughs> every two hours. You don't got no good food. And then you got to pay to call the only people that could essentially help you. But guess what? Even when you do finally get on the phone with them, it's possible you won't be able to talk very long because you don't have the funds. It's possible that uh, you're going to be so upset and so quick to be mad at them for even saying anything to you because you've been locked in a 10 by 10 all fucking day long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not, it's not jail. That's not any type of restorative justice, I it's, feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's how we do it. But, that's not. But, but who, who even said that this is supposed to be restorative justice? Uh, who, who even said that this is supposed to be a rehabilitation center? Nobody. I feel like the liberals just made that up just to say something just to 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 make themselves feel better. Feel better, yeah, that's but, true. Okay, so now we, we know that there's money in keeping us in jail. We know that going to jail makes you worse. Okay, because none of that, those conditions we talked about, is anything in there that says you finna be better. Even let's say you're in a prison that they have programs. Let's say you're in a prison that has programs, has a library, has things you can do, has this, has that, and the third. If you're doing a 20-year sentence, you still gonna be 
effed up in the brain in the brain because you're you're you still throughout even though you learning and you working and you doing all this stuff you cannot do anything physically to change your current condition you are still in prison you are still behind those walls you still barely have freedom it's you trying to make the best of your situation but even then we we just definitely have to just redo this so whole thing. Do, so what do you think, Gabby? The uh, what do you think? Cause, cause for me, you know, obviously we always talk about how we hate how people like will talk and say this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. But what's what's the resolve to it? How do you think that we could resolve some of these issues long term instead of sending people to jail? I think. Well, the main goal eventually is uh, getting rid of the prisons and the jails altogether. Um, but until now, if we want to play the game, we, we're going to have to have a lot of hope and a lot of faith that these people care about us and, and want to actually change things. So if it was up to me and I was talking to some politician that really, really cared and wasn't driven by money, I would say, yeah, half the stuff on the board that these folks going to jail for shouldn't even be jail sentences. You could eliminate uh, over half the population if you took off the, stop uh, locking folks up for uh, drug crimes. But will they do it? And then I would say, actually, if you are sending people to, to prison, it should only be people that are have been uh, convicted of murders and rapes. And then the people that are in jail for those murders and rapes, you have to rebrand that entire facility and make it actually a place that can benefit people's mental health. Not make it a hellhole. Make it a pleasant place so that people can be in the headspace to even get into the frame point of, okay, now I think I want to change. You don't even have time to think about I want to change my life because you're dealing with thinking you might get shanked, thinking you might get food poisoning, thinking you might get hepatitis, thinking you might get all this other stuff. So that's what I would say. I would say prisons should be used as uh, a last resort, not the first resort. Jails should barely be used at all because the folks that's getting locked up in here, you locking them up just to make money because you're going to send them back out and they're going to do it again. So there has to be something else. And I think for myself, because, you know, people talk about what will we do with the uh, the rapists and the murderers if we uh, abolish prison altogether. Again, we know that police officers barely, barely do anything about rapes. In Memphis, there was thousands of rape kits untested uh, in the past decade. Memphis don't care about no doggone rapes. But let's just say that that is going on. Rape, domestic violence. I think as a community, we can do way more than anything a police officer can do. I feel like eventually we need to organize a system. I don't know what we would call it, but whatever it will be, if a woman or somebody says their partner is abusing them, they have been abused. We bring said person into our facility. We talk to them. We under try to figure out what's going on. We uh, talk to them about the consequences of their actions. And 
in my perfect facility. They get a beat down. <laughs> After they get the beat down, we send them to another house where they're able to be surrounded by mentors and by people that can, you know, kind of show them the way out, get some uh, therapy, and uh, maybe help them get some medications or whatever. Then we, the person, the victim will also be in a safe place far away from the abuser, or we will help them with the same thing. And they'll go on about their separate ways. Now, if you convicted of that again, you're going to get an even bigger beat down. If you convicted of right, we finna chop some off. And uh, that's just the way I do it. So, for me, um, I, I think that... Like, I've just done a lot of research on my path to prison abolition because I wanted to be able to, like, educate people, I feel like, on how this would work. Um, And a lot of times, like Gabby talked about, like, a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, it's a, it's a restorative, uh, restorative facility, it's a restorative justice facility, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, is, like, I don't really think anybody knows what that means. And so then it just turns into being, like, the same type of prison that we already have access to, right? So in true restorative justice fashion, what actually happens is the goal is the for them to, them being the victim, to share their experience of what happened, to discuss who was harmed by that, and how... To create a consensus for what the offender can do to repair what they did. So, let's say, for instance, that um, somebody stole uh, $100 from you. And so, then you reported that. Uh, you would essentially go back. You and that offender would come together and decide, well, what's going to help? What's going to make it better for these two people to get that $100 and to resolve this issue? So it's a therapy type program. It's a what is going on within your brain that's causing you to steal this or what's going on within society that's causing you to have to steal this $100. It's an actual restorative justice issue. It's not just, okay, well, capitalism sucks and you're just going to have to deal with this. No, it's let's let's maybe not reform, but let's change the way we're thinking about this and change the way we're thinking about how people are within the system, essentially. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I would go with that. I would go with the the restorative justice approach with um, with a few extra steps to kind of help people like integrate into a productive society. But again, this is, would be a perfect world where children are educated more and are uh, more likely to have like more education pushed towards them than prisoners are in jail. Right. So, so let, me, let me ask you something because there's a lot of uh, organizations and nonprofits and community organizers. That's pushing for restorative justice, but they aren't pushing for the abolition of capitalism. Right. So how in the world will that work? Right. So you can't, that's the thing. You can't have capitalism in a system like that. Why not? Because it won't, it's just not going to work. Capitalism, it's uh, a way, it's, it's all about money. Even those programs, the nonprofits and things, their issue is not about how can we help the people in this community or how can we essentially make this community and make this world easier and better for people no it's how can i make money off of this so 
You're saying that the government wouldn't be willing to uh, give all this money and resources to actually help people. No. That it's much more easier just to throw them in cages and just to keep locking them up. Obviously, Okay. Yeah. So that's what I really want y'all to, to see. When you see, we're going to keep just uh, S-H-I-T-ing on these nonprofits <laughs> because they really be about that okey-doke. That's what I'm saying. These liberal people, they are more dangerous than the doggone conservatives because they will come into your community. They will gain your trust. They will take all these resources that could be coming to you directly and say they're doing something for you. But they know for a fact what they're doing ain't going to work. Unless, for whatever reasons, all the billionaires in the world say, we want to do restorative justice. Unless they do that, it's not going to work. When I tell you, we're going to have to come show y'all the numbers of people that are make corporations in general. A lot of the stuff that you have in your house was built by prison labor. Literally. Prison labor where the people get paid pennies, the corporations make more money than they could ever make by employing you, and that's making America go round. Unless you got politicians that saying these corporations that are getting prison labor need to be uh, taxed a quadrillion times or need to be disbanded or need to go to jail, you will not see change. So these people, none of these people on TV that saying prison reform, none of them are about that life. Let's talk none about then because this kind of takes us into like if we talk about restorative justice, let's talk about how Nancy Pelosi um, brought George Floyd's daughter, well, to say Joe Biden, did. or Joe Biden. I'm sorry, Joe Biden uh, brought George Floyd's daughter into the White House. Let's talk about that. Like, what did, what did you think about that? Like, and how do you feel like it would, you know, did, did, let me ask this, did what Joe Biden did with the George Floyd case and with um, George Floyd's daughter make anything better at all? That was one of the most dystopian things I've ever seen in my life. I said it was like Hunger Games. Because literally, let's think about it from, there's us People who know what's going on, me, a black person, I know it's about bullshit. But the liberals who live down the street in them uh, million-dollar houses that have Black Lives Matter in their yard, that give money to the politicians, they see that and say, oh, my God. Oh, my God, Joe Biden is the wonderfulest president in the whole wide world. Donald Trump would never. Oh, George Floyd died for a great cause. Oh, this is so wonderful. Look at that little baby, a little black baby over there. Oh, Lord. Didn't they also, like, uh, say something about, like, the military guy opening up the door? Somebody, like, he's supposed to do um, that. Somebody opened up a door for the little girl, and now the world has changed. World's changed. That's the thing. People that are rich, people that are liberals, people that are upper middle class, they don't even, they couldn't even give a they couldn't even understand if they wanted to they couldn't understand if they wanted to they're so far removed from reality that they're easier to trick they're easier to manipulate 
They're easier to control and easier to take their money. Those that's why those people are the people funding the nonprofits. So they see that type of stuff and they think stuff has really changed. They saw the protests, they got a little scared. Joe Biden came, the protest stopped, everything is good. Meanwhile, right here, people still dying. Black girls over here getting killed, getting vilified for for defending themselves. Breonna Taylor still ain't seen Justin. What? What? So it's 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 it it is so infuriating that I don't even have the rage and emotion to show the infuriation. It's just deep in there. Just the fact that these people get on TV and lie to our faces every day. Put a smile on every day. Nancy Pelosi was over there kneeling with a kente cloth last year. Didn't do nothing for us. Didn't do nothing. Was scared to pass stimulus uh, stuff because she thought it would make Donald Trump look good. Because that's all she cares about, some doggone politics. Didn't care about what we was going through. Gave plenty of tax breaks to the corporation. Gave plenty of money for herself. Joe Biden ain't get Joe Biden ain't canceling your student loans. Joe Biden ain't uh, increasing minimum wage. Joe Biden ain't doing jack. Definitely ain't doing nothing specifically for black people. All they do is give money to some HBCUs that was funded by white men that already have white money giving them money anyway, and they'll act like they didn't did something. These people are demonic. Once you get that up in your head, I ain't talking about Illuminati QAnon, they're literally evil. If the devil was a person, it would be them because they smile in your face and they show everybody else, oh, I'm such a good person, but they don't do nothing. They see you over here dying. They see you over here starving. They see you over here getting killed by the police and they look the other way and say, you better not protest. You better not tear nothing up. And that's what they do. It's it's terrible. So uh, I definitely agree that that's absolutely awful. But back to the question that I, I said, I, I said what I meant. I know you did. I'm asking. This is what I'm asking though. Do you think what like it's it's kind of like a yes or no? Well, do you think that um, bringing his daughter into the place with Joe Biden, into the place with Nancy Pelosi, um, to do a um, what do you call that? A press release or whatever? Do you think that that provided any type of restorative, um, any type of restorative help at all to the entire community, to I the entire no, United no, 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 absolutely not. Right. No. Okay, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Like, we can't, we got to stop doing this. We got to stop. Like Gabby said, this is what liberals do, but this is also what people do, period. Rich people do, period. Uh, it's very much, it, it's disgusting. It's just disgusting. That's all I can really it's say. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. Everybody, you got something to say before? Oh, no, I'm done. Go off. Everybody. That voted for Joe Biden. Can go ahead. I'm speaking to, uh, just for my sake, this ain't, uh, I talk about white people all the time. The black organizers in the community that were bought and paid for by Joe Biden that helped quell all the, uh, the social resistance back, uh, last year. Every single one of y'all are enemies of the people. We gonna call you out. Every single one of y'all. Who said we don't need to uh we don't need to say nothing publicly about Joe Biden because Donald Trump is the only thing uh that matters. We need to get him out. Joe Biden is a fascist just like Donald Trump is a fascist. 
There literally was no difference. We have shown y'all, y'all have seen, next time I'm doing a campaign to make sure don't nobody go out and vote for the doggone president. That's going to be my uh, new campaign. I'm making sure nobody votes, and I'm making sure we organize them for this doggone communist stuff, because I'm over it. All them black people... All them old black people that risked their lives during coronavirus, who knows how many of them died, going over there to vote for this crunchy old ass white man, just for him not to give them not a doggone thing, just for him to bring that little girl out for Nancy Pelosi to pat her head like a doggone dog. Every single one of y'all can go to hell. Every single one of y'all. And that's that on that. These people do not care. One more thing about the prisons thing in the jails. Uh, I definitely would encourage everybody to just read a little bit more on uh, prison abolition. Of course, I wasn't all the way 1% serious about saying chopping people's uh, dicks off. But maybe, I mean, if they just can't stop. Um, I definitely think that we have to, just like with any mental health issue, deal with the root causes of why stuff's going on. We get rid of capitalism, it'll be much easier for us to help rehabilitate people. Because even if we're doing that rehabilitation, even if we somehow get rid of prisons tomorrow, if people still living in poverty, there's... It, it's gonna be it's gonna be way harder. So uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much gonna be it on this episode. Let us know what what y'all think about it. Do y'all think um, prison abolition is a good idea? Do you think prison can be reformed into a better system? Uh, what do y'all think about Joe Biden bringing out George Floyd's daughter? All that good stuff. Remember to hit us up at Building RPWR on all social media channels. Hit up KT at KT underscore does art. Hit up me at Gab Beats Music. This has been Gabby and KT. And this is Building Our Power. <laughs>